Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids. A show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Paleontologist, welcome to the podcast. So, guess what? We have just hit half a million downloads of my podcast. Woohoo! Half a million downloads. I am thrilled. Seems like only yesterday I started this hoping 10 people would listen. And now we've hit. Half a million. We literally hit half a million about three minutes before I started recording this. I've been sitting in the studio watching the numbers, and every time I check would be closer and closer, and all of a sudden it hits half a million, and I went, that's it. I'm going to record the podcast right now. See, it's 740 at night, and uh, everybody's gone. Everybody's finished with work, but I'm sitting here in the studio, and I'm like, I'm going to wait. I hope I don't have to wait till midnight. So anyway, so glad to have you all with me. Thank you for making this landmark happen. It's because of you listening, and it's because of you telling your friends, and it's because of your parents and your family telling other parents and family about it. And so thank you all very, very much, and I mean that very sincerely, that uh, I appreciate all the kind words and all the nice uh, emails you guys sent me. I've just... It's it's just the greatest thing in the world. This podcast to me is the greatest thing in the world that I've ever got to experience, and I just love it. So, uh, not only sharing that good news with you, got a couple of other things to tell you. My website, my website, which is dinosaurgeorge.com, I used to have a catalog, and it was filled with all of the toys that we carried. The problem with that was that... We sold so many toys in the store that when somebody would order one through the website, half the time we didn't have it. And we would have to wait weeks and weeks to get them in. And, and you know, there was people ordering things for birthday gifts that didn't arrive. And I just decided I cannot continue to disappoint people. So we just closed the catalog down. Well, I've decided to start the catalog up again, only this time, the only thing that I'm putting on my catalog right now are going to be real fossils. These are all real fossils. And there is something for everyone. There are fossils that start as low as 4 or $5, and there are some fossils that go up to $1,000. But uh, if you would like to go to the website, when you click on the website, again, it's dinosaurgeorge.com. Look for the store across the very top. You'll see it in the menu. Just click on store. And what you'll see is you'll see our virtual lessons because you can buy those through the store. And virtual lessons can be purchased anywhere on the planet, no matter where you live. I'll do a virtual lesson for you. But uh, you'll also now see authentic fossils. And when you click on that, you can choose from sea life like megalodon teeth. 
You can click on mammoth or mammals like woolly mammoth bones, giant rhino bones, cave bear. Uh, there is what other categories? Spinosaurus teeth, um, real Spinosaurus teeth, and real Carcharodontosaurus teeth. So if you would like to look at real fossils and order them, and yes, we ship worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. So that's happening. Just a reminder, um, the, the right now today is um, uh, October 10th, 2022. That's the day. And on October 29th and October 30th, for everyone who lives or is going to be in or around San Antonio, Texas, on October 29th and 30th, out at my museum and store, which is located at a place called Trader's Village, we are setting up my Megalodon jaws, and we're going to let you stand inside and have your picture taken inside the jaws of a Megalodon. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And by the way, kids, if you bring your dad, we can put him in there, and maybe I can, I can invent something where, like, you can pull a lever and it'll chomp him. Oh, that would be the most fun in the world. The day I chomped my dad with the Megalodon. Or if you don't have a dad with you, you can chomp anybody. We'll chomp your mom. Nah, you know what? We can't chomp moms. We got we to take care of moms. But if you got a cousin or a brother or a sister who drives you crazy, bring them. We'll give them a little chomp. So uh, that's October 29th and 30th, the year is 2022, because somebody's going to be listening to this podcast a year from now, and I don't want you to come out there and, and find out that it happened a year ago. We're open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. To find out where Traders Village is, you can go to our website, dinosaurgeorge.com. You can click on the Visit Our Museum link, and that gives you instructions, directions, and gives you an idea of what you can expect. Also, on those two days, the 29th and 30th, I am setting up my podcasting recording equipment, and you will be allowed to come in and ask a question and hear your voice on a future podcast. But there are rules, because we don't know what to expect. We might have one or two people come. We might have a thousand. So to make sure that everybody has the same amount of time, you will be allowed to ask two questions. And then, if you want, you can ask a who would win. Now, normally, who would wins are only answered if you are a Tyrannosaurus Rex member. But for something special, we're letting anyone ask. So, I recommend mom or dad or auntie or grandma or whoever might be bringing you that you guys write down your two questions and write down your who would win. Because if you don't, even though you might you, you might be able to remember it, and that's great, but what happens is if there's a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of people there, it's going to be real difficult for you to remember your question because somebody might interrupt you, somebody may say something to you and you forget. So write it down, come in, just have a piece of paper or a notebook or whatever you want and bring it in, sit down and you can ask your two questions and it could be about anything about paleontology. It doesn't only have to be about dinosaurs. It can be anything. And the one thing I'm probably going to ask every one of you is what is your favorite prehistoric animal? So be thinking of that. If you have one, you don't have to have one, but be thinking about that as well. Again, 
October 29th and 30th, year 2022, out at our store and museum at Traders Village in San Antonio, Texas. And this will be um, this will be from 10 to 5 on both days. Now, a lot of you don't live in San Antonio. So I'm going to try to do something fun for all of us. And that's going to happen on the Dinosaur George Kids page on Facebook. It's the Dinosaur George Kids group page on Facebook. I am going to try to do a live broadcast where you can join us and you can send me a question. Now, they won't see you and they won't be able to hear you, but I will read your questions and answer them. This is for 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 people all over the world. I'll try to do it twice. Once super early in the morning for here in Texas, which would be like afternoon for most of you in the other parts of the world. And then I'll do it again at a more reasonable time locally. So I'll, I'll give you more information when that arrives. Okay. Again, great news. Had hit half a million, half a million listeners to this podcast. I'm heard in 160 countries and now at 11,524 cities around the world. Let's do a couple of little shout outs now. This first one is for my little friend Santiago, who came from Frisco. Frisco, Texas is about five hours away from San Antonio. I saw him at a school when I was in Frisco. Well, he and mom and dad came to Traders Village this weekend and I was there and I got the opportunity to talk to Santiago. In fact, if you go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, you'll see a picture of me and Santiago. He had a really cool book with him, and we kind of walked through the museum, and I gave him a special tour, and we compared the pieces I had with his book. So shout out to you, my little friend. This is the second time I've given Santiago a shout out, because the first time was when I went to a school. So, Mom, Dad, it was great seeing you guys. Thank you for bringing him in. I'm so glad I got to see you. Then, uh, Ara, nice Ara. Ara came in, and Ara came in with his mom and dad. By the way, Ara likes Truidon. Ara came in, and I got to spend time with him in the museum as well. In fact, if you go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, you will see a picture of me and Ara standing together. I had so much fun talking to you, Ari. You knew so much about dinosaurs. I'm very proud of you. You're a great kid. And please tell mom and dad, thank you for letting you come in. That was the coolest thing ever. Then Noah and Noel and their family came into Traders, which was really cool. I got to show them around. I got to, got to spend some time with them, and that was so much fun. And thank you so much uh, for bringing him in. Uh, I appreciate your parents bringing you guys in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it, and I hope nothing ate you. If you were eaten by a dinosaur, uh, mom, dad, don't come looking to me to replace your kids. I can't control who gets eaten in that place, okay? I can't stop that stuff. <laughs> then Reese, also known as Reesey T-Rex, they came all the way from Atlanta, and that's a long way. And Reese and his mom and dad came in, and it was so nice getting to talk to you. It was great. And by the way, Reese is a T-Rex member. So Reese got to come in and take a look at all the cool stuff. I got to give him a little private tour, and I had so much fun with you, Reese, and I hope you enjoyed it. 
And I hope your mom and dad enjoyed it as well. And I hope you guys had a safe trip back home again. And then I wanted to give a little shout out to little Percy Soros, who wrote to me, who said that uh, uh, Percy Soros loves the podcast. So I'm giving you a shout out, Percy Soros, and I love your name. Percy Soros, by the way, is a is a Patreon club member. And I just wanted to give Percy Soros a little special shout out. Now, a couple of birthdays that I missed. Uh Patagon, which is great. This is a combination of Patrick and Megalodon. Patagon. Uh, Patagon's birthday is October 17th. He's going to be 14 years old. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Then Amelia Soros, pronounced Amelia Soros. I'm sorry, Amelia Soros. She's going to be 10 on October 27th. That's coming up pretty soon. Happy birthday to you, Amelia Soros. And then little Willow Grace is turning four, and she is one of our newest members of the Patreon Club. In fact, she is the newest member as of today. She's going to turn four on October 28th. So happy birthday, Willow Grace, and welcome to the club. I'm glad you and your brother are both members of the club, and we love having all of you. Um, all right. How about the, this feature creature? This is going to be interesting. Because this one's going to be a little bit different. So let's just go ahead and play the intro to Feature Creature now. It's time for our Feature Creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your Feature Creature. I had received an email from a a young person who was really distraught. And what the word distraught means is bothered, very upset. And she said, why was T-Rex so mean? And she was very upset because every book she saw, it was always eating another dinosaur. And she couldn't understand. And and she's, she's four and a half. And she couldn't understand why they're so mean. And I thought, you know what? This is a podcast that I think I should, or this is a, this is a question I should make a podcast about because I think it's very important. So why were meat eating dinosaurs? Why are, why are they so mean? Well, it's important that we understand a couple of things about carnivores and about nature. Okay. All animals in nature play a role. They have a job. Nature is like a giant machine and every plant, bug, animal, fish, bird, bat, mosquito, cockroach, even bacteria have a job that helps keep that giant machine running. We need all of the different plants and animals on this earth to keep everything running to make nature work. So there are different jobs in nature. Worms, earthworms. Do you know they have an important job? You want to know what their job is? Their job is to dig through the dirt because you know what they do when they dig through the dirt? It is called aeration. It is bringing more life to the soil. 
You see, we have guard, we have yards and we have gardens and so many people spray all kinds of poisons on them to kill all the insects. But what they don't understand is that they've just killed the workers whose job it is to make nature work. Because they don't don't think about that. Now, I understand there are times when that has to happen. Like, for instance, uh, here in Texas, we have fire ants. They're very dangerous. They, they sting like crazy and they cause a lot of problems. And we simply can't have them in our yard because of the damage. I also understand that when you your parents plant flowers or have a garden, that there are insects that can be very detrimental. And, and I understand that. And that's that's just reality. But what I mean by spraying poisons on lawns, they just kill everything, even the good animals. So every animal has a job. You know, when there's a fly buzzing around your head, it drives you crazy. But do you want to know that flies are important to nature? A lot of birds eat flies. A lot of insects eat flies. There are even plants that eat flies. Yes, there are plants that are carnivores. But flies are important because they have a job. When an animal dies and nothing eats it and it just rots, flies will land on it and lay their eggs on it. The eggs hatch and the little, the little uh, worm-looking maggots eat what no other animal will eat. And they get rid of that body. Therefore, that body isn't riddled with disease that can make something else sick. Even mosquitoes have a job. So all animals in nature have a job. And that includes meat eaters. Because in that job, they have to keep what is called the balance of nature. That means there has to be plants. Because plants create oxygen and that keeps us all alive. There has to be plant eaters because some plants don't do a good job of making oxygen. And if those plants are allowed to grow everywhere, they will kill everything because they'll smother it so they don't get any sunlight. So you have to have plant eaters to make sure that one kind of plant doesn't take over the whole world because that one plant may not be healthy. So there has to be plant eaters. Now, when a plant eater is eating a plant, they're not mean. They don't hate that plant. When you're eating carrots, do you go, I don't like this carrot, so I'm going to eat it. Plant eaters, we don't think they're mean, and yet they're eating food to keep themselves alive. We look at a deer and we think it's beautiful. But that deer is eating a plant, and that's part of nature. Now. There has to be meat eaters, because if there were no meat eaters, there would be too many plant eaters and the plant eaters would eat all of the plants and everything would die because there would be no more oxygen. Tyrannosaurus Rex is not mean. Meat eating dinosaurs are not mean. There is a difference between hunting and killing. There's a difference. Animals normally don't just kill something for fun. They kill it for two reasons. For food or to practice their skills. In order for T-Rex 
to do its job, it has to hunt and kill animals. It's not mean. It doesn't hate them. It's how it has to survive. And without Tyrannosaurus Rex, there would be too many plant eaters eating everything. And then everybody would die. And not only does T-Rex have a job to hunt just to maintain the balance, he does something else that's very, very important. T-Rexes, like probably all other meat-eating dinosaurs, usually focus on the members of the herd, either the ones that are sick or slow or old. And they also hunt the young, but that's part of it. So they don't hunt them because they don't like them. They hunt them because it's easier to catch them. And that may sound sad and you could go, but if one is sick, why would a T-Rex eat it? It's because it's actually good for the rest of the herd. Let me give you an example. Let's pretend all of you listeners are Triceratops. Today, every one of you is a Triceratops and I am a T-Rex. Now, let's say that uh, the Triceratops, let's choose, um, let's choose, I'm just trying to think of, of um, uh, who I just saw. Okay, let's choose Ari. So, let's say that Ara's is, Ara's a Triceratops. Ara, you are a healthy adult. You're the leader of the group. Everybody's following Ara. But there's another one who's sick. <laughs> and suddenly somebody spots me and they scream it's a t-rex run for your lives and everybody takes off running but the one who's sick is not going to be as fast as ara and the rest of his herd because he's sick and that's the one i'll be able to catch but why is that good for the rest of you remember if that triceratops was sick and it stayed with you the whole time, you could, that triceratops could make everybody sick. Now, see, humans, we're different. When one of us gets sick or when we have somebody that has special needs, we help them. Our brain is different from all the other animals on earth because we do whatever is necessary to help everybody. When somebody's sick, we don't let them get eaten by a T-Rex. We take care of them. But in nature, that's not always the case. So a meat eater plays a very important job because it gets rid of those that are sick. It also, if one is injured, that's the one the T-Rex is going to eat. Well, the injured one might be walking so slowly that the rest of the herd can never go anywhere because they're waiting for that one to catch up. I know that sounds bad, but that's not. That's nature. Lions in Africa today hunt wildebeest, not because they hate them, not because they're mean, but because that's what they do. They're doing their job. Every animal and plant on earth has a job. I never want you guys to think that meat eating dinosaurs are mean, but I will say this in movies in books, they always make them look horrible. I was so mad. I was so mad when I watched one of the lost world. There's the one, the one with Indominus Rex and Owen said it's killing for fun or for sport. 
That was the worst thing they should have they could have ever put in those series to say that because people all over the world saw that and thought, oh, my gosh, these things were just killers. They just wanted to kill everything. And they always use the word bloodthirsty. Listen. Your cat, your cat, if you have a cat at home, your cat, if it goes outside, will hunt birds and lizards. It's not a murderer. It's not bloodthirsty. It's a hunter. And that's what hunters, it's doing a job. Now, the good thing is our dogs and cats, we feed them so they don't have to do that. We take care of them. But if they were in the wild, they would have to hunt just like anything else. So I don't want you to believe that when you see movies and you see them like they're evil and they're snarly, that's just not reality. There are instances, though, where if you and I could travel back in time, Let's say we travel back, we're in a time machine, and we go back to the Lake Cretaceous, and we see a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it has a baby. And we, we look and we go, wait a minute, what is, they're playing with their food. Why is that mom T-Rex grabbing that baby duckbill and throwing it down, and then the little baby T-Rex would run in and grab it and shake it? Why are they doing that? Why are they so mean? They're not. They're practicing. The baby has to practice how to catch food. If you take karate, you practice. If you play a musical instrument, you practice. If you play video games, you practice. If you uh, play sports, you practice. If you read, you practice. If you sing, you practice. You must practice what you do. Well, meat-eating dinosaurs were no different. Well, I mean, they weren't playing musical instruments, but still. So for all of you out there, I want you to always remember that carnivores are just as important as herbivores. Omnivores are just as important as carnivores and herbivores. And if you're really young, an omnivore is an animal that eats plants and meat. An herbivore, or you might pronounce it herbivore, is an animal that only eats plants. And a carnivore is an animal that only eats meat. Fish is considered meat. So, Spinosaurus is a carnivore, but every one of those animals has a job, and it's a very important job, and without meat eaters, there would be no life on our planet. So, ladies and gentlemen, hug a Tyrannosaurus Rex, kiss a Velociraptor right on the lips, look at him and say, thank you for doing your job. I now understand you're not mean. You're just doing your job. And the T-Rex will look at you and say, how nice of you to say that, child. Now, and everybody goes, uh, what happened to that kid? Uh, it's a T-Rex. Run! All right, my little friends. I hope that you understand now or you have a better understanding about meat-eating dinosaurs like Tyrannosaurus Rex and all the other ones. They're not mean. They are hunting because that's their job. All right, let me take a real uh, quick short time out. Um, And when I come back, I am going to go over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page and acknowledge all the wonderful comments and posts that you had. In the meantime, I'm going to post this about Patreon. If you would like to become a Patreon member, uh, we'd love to have you. So here's some info on Patreon. 
become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right. So let me jump over here. Now, the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group is completely free. You do not have to be a member of anything. This is totally free. All it has to have is your parents just have to be on Facebook. So let's just buzz down. Here. I want to start, first of all, mention again that uh, I had such a good time. Uh, there's a picture of me and Santiago, and you could see some of the different pieces on my thing. Uh, I see that the Sandoval part of uh, family posted a nice thing, some information. That's one of the best things. Parents, just an FYI, one of the really nice things about this is everybody is, I, we control all the content to make sure that it's a family safe place as best we can, obviously in today's times, but it's kind of nice because uh, uh, parents interact with other parents. All right. There's my little buddy, Ara, who is standing in front of a Spinosaurus. He and I had a great time. Uh, let's see. Hi, Dinosaur George, Vivek, and Anish want to know, how do dinosaurs sleep? Did they sleep standing or lying down? Thank you. Anish thinks you are all stinko. Well, thank you. Okay, dinosaur, what did you just say to me, kid? What did you? All right, now listen. I think it's Vivek, not Vivek. But, Anish, you rotten little kid. I am not El Stinko. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. No one. <laughs> so how did they sleep? Well, Here's what I believe. I believe that when you are large, like uh, sauropods, to lay down on your side would put a lot of weight on your lungs. You probably would not be able to breathe. That's why horses prefer to sleep standing up. Because when they lay down, the weight of their body sorts of sort of crushes their lungs it's hard to sleep uh, to breathe because the weight is so much i believe that all medium and large dinosaurs probably slept standing up now some of the little ones might have laid down to sleep because they don't weigh as much but that's a very interesting question but i believe that they probably slept standing sleep standing up like so many other animals do sometimes like i grew up on a ranch so we raised cows and horses and all kinds of animals and Sometimes you'd look out there and all the cows would be laying down sleeping. They would just kind of curl their legs down and sleep. But then they would get up after a while because it's more difficult to sleep that way. And then they would stand up and sleep. Horses often stand up and sleep. So I think dinosaurs would have done both. That's very good. All right. Hey, DG, me and my son went to the new uh, North Carolina Museum of Natural Science in Raleigh today. He asked some questions about Acrocanthosaurus first. And most important, are you going to do a podcast on it? That's a great subject. Uh, this is for the Edwards family because I love Acrocanthosaurus. So, yes, I will do that. Uh, also, was it an apex predator here in North Carolina? Thanks, and we love the podcast. Thank you, Edwards family. I appreciate you guys very much. Um, yeah, North uh, uh, during the mid to, to late Cretaceous, Acrocanthosaurus, absolutely, to my best of knowledge, there was nothing bigger than that thing living in North Carolina. Acrocanthosaurus lived here in Texas, and he worked its way all the way up to North Carolina, leaving footprints everywhere. I do believe it was an apex predator. And yes, I absolutely will do an Acrocanthosaurus episode because I think that's absolutely fantastic. 
All right. Uh, hi, Dinosaur George. This is your newest member, Hudson. Hey, Hudson. Hudson said I drew a picture of an Adaphosaurus skateboarding. <laughs> and by the way, Hudson said Adaphosaurus is a pelicosaur, not a dinosaur. And you are absolutely correct. Correct. Nicely done. Adaphosaurus is not a dinosaur. Neither is its cousin Dimetrodon. The difference is Adaphosaurus is an herbivore. Dimetrodon is a carnivore. And both of them were on skateboards. That's how they got around. Um, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love your picture. Thank you for posting. It was really cool. All right, this is from the Crofts. Hi, my four-year-old Arlo, huge fan of the podcast. Shout out to you, little Arlo. Would like to understand the difference between Giganotosaurus and Gigantosaurus. Also, I, a 35-year-old, also a huge fan, am wondering if dinosaurs had good hearing as they don't look like they have ears. Well, great question, Rachel. I'm guessing this is Rachel asking this question. Okay, first of all, Arlo, Giganotosaurus is a meat-eating dinosaur. Gigantosaurus was a plant-eating dinosaur. Their names look very similar. The reason why there is some confusion is because when Gigantosaurus was discovered, and by the way, it's a long neck sauropod like Brachiosaurus. When it was discovered, not many people were interested. They didn't find a lot of bones. So there wasn't a big, it wasn't exciting. But when Giganotosaurus was discovered, the world went crazy. Why? Because Giganotosaurus was bigger than T-Rex, and that's headline news, and that's very exciting stuff. So every newspaper and radio station and TV station and website in the world announced the discovery. But here's the problem. When some of those reporters saw its name, they thought it was Gigantosaurus because this animal was gigantic. And some of them printed Gigantosaurus. Well, other reporters who didn't do their own homework, they just simply copied off of a website or a story they read. They continued perpetuating, which means they kept saying the same mistake. Mistake after mistake. I even I have seen children's books where it's spelled Gigantosaurus and it drives me crazy. So the difference, Arlo, Giganotosaurus is a meat eater. Gigantosaurus is a plant eater. It's just that their names were confusing. Now, for 35-year-old mom or dad, do they have good hearing? Yes, they did. I'll explain why. Yeah, they do not have ears sticking out of the side of their head like you and I. But neither do birds, neither do lizards, neither do crocodiles. For that matter, sharks don't have ears, snakes don't have ears, and yet they can have very good hearing. They can have excellent hearing. One of the people I admire the most in paleontology is a paleontologist um, who who does, uh, Dr. Dr. Larry Whitmer, he does CT scans of the brain cases of dinosaurs. And he can demonstrate to some degree whether they have good hearing or not based on the, the way the inner ear canals are designed. So I believe that they did have good hearing. I think they had excellent hearing, in fact, they probably used their eyesight maybe more, and their sense of smell was probably their best sense, and then eyesight, and then hearing. But yeah, I think they did. And thank you for being a fan. And again, shout out to you, little Arlo. 
Okay, this is from the Breslin family. Hi, Dinosaur George. Uhtred wanted to show you his dino battle. Looks like T-Rex is winning. Oh, I like this one, Uhtred. I like this one a lot. You're right. He's got. Is that an Allosaurus he's attacking? Please don't tell me you're eating my dinosaur with your dinosaur. That's okay. It looks like T-Rex is winning. Good for you. Thank you for posting. I appreciate that very much. All right. Hi, Dinosaur George. Byron is a T-Rex member. We missed... Uh, we missed him getting his birthday shout out. Well, hey, I think. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, um, miss sending it. Uh, his birthday is October twenty eighth. Um, yes, absolutely. Happy birthday to you, Byron. I'm sorry we missed you. You see, at the beginning of each month, we ask people to tell us if their child is has a birthday that month. Well, some members joined after we sent that out. So some people get missed. So in this particular case, Byron, happy birthday to you and happy birthday to everybody having a birthday in October. All right. Let's see. Uh, could Elstinko be a Triceratops and a feature creature idea? Okay, let's listen. Let's take a listen to this. I've got a really cool little little uh, video. Let's play this and hear what this is. George, I listen to your podcast almost every day. And in this scene, you might see Ankylosaurus knocking down Allosaurus and breaking Allosaurus's leg. What? How did the Ankylosaurus knock it down? It's club. It's club. Does that club swing? Yes. Will you show me? This video's great. Yes. Wow. That was an epic battle. That was absolutely awesome. I love that very much. That is so cool. And there's another short one here. Let me hear what this one says. Hang on just a second. I have to change the adjustments on this to record or to pick these up. All right, let's play this one. Hello, Dinosaur George. You're El Stinka. Okay, stop right there, you rotten little kid. No one knows the identity of this El Stinko person that everybody keeps talking about. I am not. I am not El Stinko. El Stinko is smarter than Batman. Stronger than Superman, has better hair than Wonder Woman. In this scene, you may see Allosaurus breaking all of his teeth. Now, why on earth was my Allosaurus being attacked by your Ankylosaurus? You know Allosaurus is my favorite dinosaur, you stinking kid. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for doing that. That is that is so cool. Donato, I appreciate it very much. Thank you so very much for the for the videos. They were great. I appreciate you guys so much and thank you for posting. And stop calling me El Stinko. What kind of a kid calls me El Stinko. Seriously? All right. Uh let's see. Let's keep going in here and see what else we've got. Um uh, hi Dinosaur George. Patreon member Percy Soros went to the Natural History Museum in London today. Whoa, look at those pictures. Oh, Percy Soros, thank you. Thank you for being a Patreon member. Look at that. I think you're standing in front of an iguanodon that looks to be Triceratops and Tyrannosaurus Rex. I think those are raptors standing over your head. You might going to run. There's a Pachycephalosaurus. There's a Parasaurolophus. Is that my Allosaurus? Is Oh, please tell me that's Allosaurus. I think that's Allosaurus. Oh, 
that is creepy. A beautiful video of what looks like a raptor. Love that thing. Percy Source, thank you for sending that. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being a member of Patreon. And I love it. My, one of my bucket lists is to go to the Natural History Museum in London. And when I do, maybe you guys can show me around, which would be the coolest thing in the world. Uh, Jessica Hogan sent a really cool pumpkin. Somebody did with the Spinosaurus. That is awesome. That's awesome. These are dinosaurs made out of pumpkins. You guys got to go and look at these pictures. Thank you for sharing. That is so cool. And then my my beloved Gemma um, from over in the UK. Uh, how do you know you spend your time online on Dinosaur George Case Facebook group? <laughs> because she posted pictures of everything to do with dinosaurs, including <laughs> including. The Natural History Museum sells dinosaur poo. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That is absolutely great. That is absolutely great. All right, let's see. The Bradshaw family, what do I have here? This looks like somebody created a dino battle. Let's go. So here's my new setup, DG. And now they're all it, this is the whole crew. I don't have enough lighting, do I? Oh, that no. Your lighting is fine. I, that looks <laughs> great. It's all black. No, that looks great. This oh, is man. the uh, whole crew coming down right here. This is them trying to kill Zilla at like a human size. Focus, please. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Oh, now listen, this video is really cool, and I watched all of it. This video is really cool because it includes dinosaurs, Godzilla, and a bunch of, they look like like um, some kind of commandos or something. They're really cool, but thank you for posting. I love that, and yes, I watched the whole video, and I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love that very much, and thank you for posting. Thank you very, very much, Bradshaw family, for posting that for me. Uh, Russell Raptor, hi, Dinosaur George. This is my fossil block showing a prehistoric fish it's a real fossil also also you are not el stinko well thank you russell raptor for coming to my defense now russell raptor yes that is a real fish i believe that is a nitia i believe what you have found there is a fish called a nitia k-n-i-g-h-t-i-a nitia Look it up and see if the picture matches yours. But that is a real fish. If that's a real fish, I think it's from the Miocene, probably 23 million years old. It's great. Absolutely great. Okay. Hi, Dinosaur George. Brianna would like to know if Spinosaurus ate more than just fish. Well, as a matter of fact, Brianna, it probably did. It ate turtles. It ate fish. It probably ate crocodiles. It ate other dinosaurs. Anything that would come within reach, it would eat it. The only thing it didn't eat, Brianna, is it didn't like jelly beans because they stuck to its teeth. And then it would have to go to the dentist. And when it would walk in, the dentist would look at it and go, dude, I'm not putting my hand in your mouth. And Spinosaurus would be like, oh, but you have to reach right back here. I got to it stuck, it stuck on my tooth. And then that's why there were no more dentists in the Cretaceous. Because Spinosaurus ate them all because it eats jelly beans which get stuck to its teeth. What are we talking about here? Brianna. That was a very good question. And yes, I do believe it ate pretty much anything. All right. What do we got here? Uh, Let's see. Hi, Dinosaur George. Two questions 
uh, from your fans, Harlan and Vaughn in New Jersey. Love New Jersey. Question number one, how strong is Acrocanthosaurus's bite force? I don't think I've ever seen it actually uh, uh, determined, but looking at the shape of the teeth of Acrocanthosaurus, that dinosaur's teeth are relatively thin, but very sharp. Therefore, it doesn't require an incredible bite force because what I think it's doing is just biting and tearing out hunks of meat. Animals that go in and snap bones and break ligaments, those usually have incredibly strong bite force. Now, Acrocanthosaurus, I would guess, probably has a bite force certainly equal to or greater than crocodiles. So don't get me wrong. It's not it's not nothing. But I don't know if I've ever uh, if I've ever seen the actual results of that. And their second question is, do Acrocanthosaurus have spikes? No, they don't have spikes. But what they have is they have a little bit of a sail on their back that starts at the back of their neck and goes down towards the end of their, not the end of the tail, but towards the hips. It's not a spine. It's not a sail like Spinosaurus. It is more of a ridge, meaning its back vertebra had a raised part, which gave it that sort of a raised thing. So there probably weren't spikes. There were not spikes on it. It could have been fleshy pieces of skin that may have stuck up from it. Like if you've ever seen a... Uh, an iguana, iguana has these fleshy pe- pieces of skin on its body that make it look like it has spikes. But those are just for, so- for for showing off. So maybe Acrocanthosaurus had those. See, the problem with soft tissue like that is it decomposes when they die, and there's no way to know for sure if they have it or not. All right, for everybody who lives in the uh, Rio Grande Valley of Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, On October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, I'm sorry, just October 22nd and 23rd, we are going to be down in McAllen, Texas at an event called Fiesta de Palmas. If you are a listener and you live down in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, my traveling museum will be at this event called Fiesta de Palmas. I will be there both days. I'd love to meet you. Please come in, stop in and say hi and tell me you're a listener so I can make sure to give you your shout out on a future podcast. All right. Something else I posted on this uh, on this page, by the way, I posted a picture of one of the biggest Spinosaurus teeth I've ever seen in my life. I have it in my collection now, but I posted a picture. I just want you to see it. Okay. Hi, Dinosaur George. Rowanosaurus Rex recently discovered your podcast and is a big fan. Nice. Shout out to you, Rowan, Rowanosaurus. A pterosaur just swooped down on him while he was playing it with his dinos. Uh, and he said he isn't going to mention El Stinko. Yeah, you better not mention El Stinko, kid. Okay, that is the coolest picture. I see Rowan sitting there. He's playing with his toys. And there's a giant pteranodon who landed. Rowan, they probably ate fish. So as long as your feet don't smell like a stinky fish, you're okay. Mom, dad, I suspect that Rowan's feet didn't stink like a fish. And if they didn't, then he's probably okay. Otherwise, well, he may not be there anymore. Good luck finding him. (laughs) Thank you so much for posting that picture. I love it. And Rowan, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you with us. All right. I'm just going to try to go a little bit quicker here. Uh, Connor Raptor Balour drew a really cool Dryosaurus picture. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you very much for doing that. And Dryosaurus is feigning. 
because of my stink bombs, you rotten kid. <laughs> Noah Rapp wants to know who would win. Giganotosaurus versus Spinosaurus versus T-Rex versus Allosaurus, all battling in a slow-flowing river. Well, Spinosaurus has the advantage over everybody because Spinosaurus is used to hunting in rivers. Those other guys are not meant for being in rivers, so I would have to give that to Spinosaurus. Titana Stephen Boa wearing an incredibly cool Halloween costume, a Dilophosaurus, which I love very much. I think that's cool. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Looks like Asher sent me a video. Let me take a look at this real quick and see what you sent. Let's go. Hi, BG. Um, here's my scene of, uh, of dinosaurs fighting. I think they're little Georgie pants and I'll stink You rotten little kid. Hi, BG. You rotten little uh, kid. What kind of a kid says I'm little Georgie pants and El Stinko? Okay, Asher, you are in so much trouble, child. When I find you, you're going to be in big trouble. First of all, I love the scene you set up. Second of all, you stinking kid. That was great. Ooh, there's Asher Raptor, who's actually wearing raptor claws, which looks pretty incredible. Uh, Lucas Scorpius Rex did his assignment. Dryosaurus, love it. Shot me a little video. Let me take a listen real quick to this. Let me see if I can turn the volume up on this. Let's go. Oh, hey, Dinosaur George. Here's a picture. Here's a picture of this is the this is the Dryosaurus. He said forty-seven. These are the seeds he's eating. Right. And he's pooping them out over here. Oh, great, Grandpa! And you're one hundred percent now, Stinko. I'll Stinko. Wait a minute! You can't say I'm not El Stinko and then call me El Stinko, you rotten kid, Lucas Scorpius Rex. You are in so much trouble, child. You are in so much trouble, Mom. Tonight, Lucas Scorpius Rex does not get any dessert because he called me El Stinko, and no one, no one knows the identity of El Stinko. Penny Kyrus has another who would win for Dinosaur George. It's Indominus Rex versus T-Rex versus Spinosaurus. You know, because Indominus was made in a lab, I just don't think it's going to have all of the, the uh, skills passed down from generation to generation. I don't think it's going to be a good fighter. Whereas Tyrannosaurus Rex and Spinosaurus, that's what they do. But Tyrannosaurus Rex is a big game hunter. Meaning every time it hunts, it's hunting big things, which means its fighting skills are going to be superior to everybody. I would say in this particular case, it would definitely, most definitely be Tyrannosaurus Rex in the case of this. All right, six-year-old Barry made this battle. Oh, let's take a look. Dinosaur George, I'm Barry. Hi, Barry. I'm doing, of course you tell me to do a, 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 a meat eater eating a, a plant eater, I'm doing this. This is a T-Rex eating a Brindor-Sizer. Let's do it. Ooh, nice. T-Rex versus brigma Setter. Barry, what a great video. Thank you so much for posting that. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. All right. Let's see. I think uh, I just want to go through here. Mason Allosaurus sent some really cool pictures. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Julian Park Ranger. Julian Park Ranger. How cool. Sent me a video. I wish I had time to play the video. Noah Raptor. 
sent some really cool stuff. Penny Kyrus showed off a really cool scene. Love that very much. Uh, Ren, Renopelta, great name. Love your artwork. Love your drawings. That's very, very good. That's excellent. Russell Raptor posted a great picture. Penny Kyrus posted another really cool picture. Um, Arushsaurus, Arushsaurus, love that name. And listen, Arush, shout out to you. And I see your video, which looks absolutely great. Thank you so very much. And I'm glad you guys listen. Thank you for being a, a listener. That's so cool. Let's see. Um, Moss family posted a really cool picture. I'm just going through here as fast as I can. Uh, McDaniel family. Uh, oh, did drawings of life-size dinosaur footprints. Love this, you guys. I love this. This is absolutely great. Um, Evans family. Hi, Stinko. These are some of the coins from Australia. What did you call me? What did you? What did you just call me? Did you? Let me tell you something, Evans kids. You are in so much trouble. You are in so much trouble. And I see you both smiling in the picture, which I love that picture very much. Thank you for sending that. That's so cool. Let's see. Owen Nadan sent a really cool picture, says you're totally El Stinko. Uh, this picture is from Armin from Sydney, Australia. What did you call me? Owen Nadan, you are in so. Don't. Did you call me El Stinko? And by the way, I like your paper cutouts, by the way. Nicely done. Armin from Sydney, Australia. Ooh, I like this. Giganotosaurus versus Giganotosaurus. Hey, that's, oh, Giganotosaurus versus Gigantosaurus. I love this, and I'm glad you like the podcast. And shout out to you. That's so cool. Penny Kyrus has some really cool fossils. Very happy to see that. Um, Giganota Karen, who called me El Stinko and little Georgie Pet, you rotten little kids. What kind of kids are you? Uh, this is so cool. Andrea's family posted such a nice comment. Thank you so very much for saying that. That's very cool. Sethamimus did some really cool pictures standing there with some great stuff. Oh, you guys, I'm hoping I'm getting as many people in this as I can because I need to. Okay, let's wrap this one up, my friends, with some... Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. I think the first who would win we should have is me versus all of you kids that keep calling me El Stinko. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Rihanna Rex um, had a who would win. Sonic the Hedgehog versus Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, I don't know how on earth Sonic the Hedgehog is ever going to be caught by a Tyrannosaurus Rex because it's simply too fast. T-Rex is going to be worn out. Worn out. It's going to be, I mean, it's just not going to be much of a battle because he'll never catch it. That's a good one. Sammy Rex would like to know who would win. Spinosaurus versus Giganotosaurus versus Maraxis Gygus. Thank you. Hey, nice. Nice that you brought in Maraxis. That's good. Um, This is a toughie. This is a toughie. 
Wow. I got to think about this. You know, I always talk about Spinosaurus not having the jaws of a fighter, but if you guys go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and you scroll down and you see that picture of me holding that tooth, listen, that may give you a whole different view of the bite of a, of a Spinosaurus. That thing is massive. It's going to leave. It's going to be massive. I don't think Maraxis is going to do it. I think it's going to come down to Giganotosaurus and Spinosaurus. I just cannot say with any certainty which one. It could be a toss-up. I, normally, I would say Giganotosaurus, but after getting that Spinosaurus tooth and holding it in my hand, man, that thing is horrifying. That's a good one, Sammy Rex. Otis and Ines say Sarcosuchus versus Ankylosaurus. This is a good one. Sarcosuchus, I like a lot. That's a cousin of Spinosaurus. Sarcosuchus is probably like its relatives, probably eating fish or probably focusing on medium-sized dinosaurs. The, the thing with Ankylosaurus is the body armor is just too much. The body armor and that weapon on that tail allow for a pretty amazing defense. And the reason why I think Ankylosaurus was such a slow dinosaur is it was no rush to run from anything because it's a tank. I'm going to give this one to Ankylosaurus, but I like the, uh, the setup very good. All right, KB wants to know, Draco Rex versus Stiggy Moloch. Woo! This is interesting, right? We have two Pachycephalosaurs going at it. Draco, the top of Draco Rex's head is flat. Stiggy Moloch still has a little bit of a dome. And I think that dome, in this particular case, is going to give it a little bit of an edge. And here's why I think that. You see, if two pachycephalosaurs with domes on their head, if two of them lower their head and come running, they're going to slide off. But Draco Rex does not have the round dome. It's flat, which means Stiggy Moloch can ram him and make a contact and not slide off. And therefore, that dome is going to cause a lot of damage. It's like, imagine for a moment that, Somebody took a bowling ball and put a string through it and hung it from the ceiling, pulled it back and let it go. And if it hits you, think of the damage that could do. I think Stiggy Moloch would win this one. I like this battle, but I think Stiggy Moloch is going to do it. Okay, Nathanosaurus and Emery Rex want to know T-Rex versus Triceratops. Oh, a classic battle. This takes me back to my childhood. I cannot say how many times in my life my Triceratops and T-Rex battled. I will say this, my T-Rex toy won every single time. <laughs> but would it? Would it win every time? No, not at all. Because if a carnivore has the ability to kill everything it ever hunts, little by little, they would wipe out the whole species. And remember at the beginning, we talked about the balance of nature. So one of the things that nature does is it makes sure that predators don't always win. They can't always catch their food. That helps the balance of nature. So in this particular case, I'm going to give this fight to the balance of nature and say Triceratops is going to win. But boy, he better hope. He better hope that the minute he pokes him with those horns, he gets out of there because T-Rex is going to be mad. And finally, Leo wants to know who would win, Titanoboa versus T-Rex. Now, Titanoboa, if it could wrap its coils around the chest of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, that might be game over for the Rex because T-Rex's head can't lean down far enough to grab this snake. It's never going to swallow Tyrannosaurus Rex, but it could potentially stop it from breathing and kill it. But in order to do that, 
it's got to get up there pretty quick. And T-Rex, although giant, is probably pretty fast. I believe that Tyrannosaurus Rex would be able to grab that thing and probably grab it and give it a good shake. And that would be the end of that. Congratulations to all of us for reaching half a million downloads of my podcast. It's because of you. And it's because of Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor. And it's because of that El Stinko guy, which I don't know who that is, by the way. By the way. To all of you parents that spend time with your kids, thank you. To all of you parents that allow your children to listen to my podcast when they wake up in the morning, when they go to bed at night, when they're on their way to school, or when they're doing their homework, I am honored that you feel that I am a good uh, person for your kids to be associated with. That's an honor for me, and I want you all to know how much that means to me. To all of you out there, be kind to everybody. If you see somebody at your school or if you know somebody that doesn't seem to have a lot of friends, be a good person and just go up and talk to them. Maybe they don't want friends. They don't have to have friends, but at least you try. But always remember, kids, be very safe. Now, you don't walk up to anyone anywhere. You have to be safe. You can't walk up to strangers that you don't know in a park or something like that. As long as you're in a school or with your family, then it's okay to try to make new friends, okay? But we have to be safe when we do that. To everybody out there, thank you so very much. Remember, October 29th and 30th. Come out to Trader's Village in San Antonio and stand in the jaws of a megalodon. Bring your dad. Smear smear some ketchup on him so he tastes better because that shark doesn't want to eat a chewy, old, stinky dad. Thank you all so very much, you guys. Have a great day. And one other thing I want to mention about when I said the balance of nature, humans have a responsibility to maintain the balance of nature. That means don't throw your garbage on the ground. Take care of your environment and be a good steward of our environment because we are part of the engine that runs the world. Take care, everybody. See you soon. to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah.